podcast. I'm Dawn Fisk, your uh, little pocket life coach. That's how I like to see myself. Um, welcome along. If you're new, welcome. This, you get very raw uh, me. I do not edit this. You will hear noises in the background and all sorts as my dog moves around the room um, or I'm uh, moving about. But it's from the heart. I don't edit. I don't practice um, or anything like that. Uh, this is who I am. I hope you enjoy it. Um, for me, coaching is all about, I found this this week and it absolutely spoke to me. So I have adopted this and this is now going to be my official strap line because it, it just sums up exactly my approach in coaching. And that is um, supporting the troubled, or no, comforting the troubled and troubling the comfortable. So uh, if you're having a tough time, I hope this helps you at the right time. I do believe that somehow we find the right thing at the right time. Uh, Somebody somewhere has that uh, influence and and so often happens, doesn't it, the the bizarre. Um, Equally, if you're very comfortable and stuck in your ways but it's not quite working, I am very happy to challenge um, and get people out their comfort zones, move them forward, get them evolving, etc. So it's a combination of the both. So I love this phrase, comforting the troubled and troubling the comfortable. So that is me and my coaching. So welcome along and uh, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. So today, as is often the case, I thought I would start uh, today's podcast with a few questions to get you involved, get your brain thinking and get uh, make this podcast more personal to you because you bring your own situation into play rather than just listen to me. So my first question is, I've got three actually, you may want to write them down. That's a thought. You might want to pause this right now, grab a pen and jot them down. First question, which person has the biggest influence on your life, would you say? Who would you say has the biggest impact on your life? Or has had the biggest impact on your life? Second question, who deserves the most credit for where you currently find yourself in life, would you say? Jot the name down. Who deserves the most credit for where you currently find yourself in life? And third and final question, whose advice and opinions do you tend always to act upon? So jot a name down. I'll repeat that one. Whose advice and opinions do you tend always to act upon? Okay, so if you've written them down, great. If you've got them in your head, no worries at all. You might be driving, so it doesn't matter. Um, It's only three, so I'm sure we can hold that sort of information. So I don't know, because I'm not with you and I'm not um, working one-to-one with you, but I don't know who you've written. But here's the answers to my question. And I hope, I hope, I hope um, that these are the answers to yours as well. Which person has the biggest influence on your life? The answer to that one for me is I do. I have the biggest influence on my life. The second question, who deserves the most credit for where you currently find yourself in life? Now, again, I don't know what you've put, uh, but my answer was I do. I deserve the most credit for where I find myself currently in life. And the first thing, you can see a theme here, can't you? (coughs) 
excuse me, sorry. The third and final question is, whose advice and opinions do you tend always to act upon? Well, my answer is my own. Now, I know that we'll ask opinions of friends and uh, loved ones who we highly respect and uh, feel, you know, we re respect their opinions. There's nothing wrong in that. I'm not saying that at all. But ultimately, it's our advice and our opinions um, that, that I was going to use the should word, but I ban that, as you know, that we ought to follow. We ought to follow ourselves, our own opinions, our own advice. Uh, take into account others, but ultimately we have to decide for ourselves because we have to be in the driving seat of our own life. I've said this phrase before, <clears throat> but it is so, so true. Um, so were they the same answers that you gave? And if not, why not? Why are you giving across responsibility to others, power, control to others? It's our life. We have to steer it in the direction we want it to go in. We have to uh, take responsibility for our own life, our own emotions, our own direction, our own plan, our own goals, our own achievements, our own struggles and coping mechanisms. Um, we can't give that across to somebody else because they're not always going to be there. I don't mean that necessarily in terms of um, them existing. I mean in terms of when you're out and about, when you're struggling with things, when you're encountering things, they can't always be by our side. The only person that will ever always, always consistently be with you is you. So we have to tap into that inner self. Okay, so I've gone off at a tangent there. That was, I wasn't planning to say that. Uh, I do say to people that I speak from the heart and this is not edited or planned. Anyway, so, all right then, let's back to those friends and influencers. Many people will influence and help us in our life. Um, nothing wrong with listening to advice and opinions of others, but ultimately the biggest single factor that determines where you find yourself in life is you. And once we get that, once we accept that, we can really, really take it up another level. We're not dependent on others then. Um, so what I'm focusing on today uh, really is what, what do you want people to know of you? <clears throat> if, um, if you had your, your emotions, your values, your mindset, uh, your makeup, you know, where you find yourself, your ethos on your t-shirt for all to see, which in reality actually they can because we ooze and we leak our values and our opinions and our emotions. So it's not often difficult for people to gauge what type of person we are once they get to know us. But if you had that label across your t-shirt, what would you want it to say if it could be summed up in one word? Would you want it to be strength, determination, independence, love, um, <clears throat> you know, what, what would you want across your t-shirt? Now, often when I'm running this in a workshop with teenagers on life skills and confidence, um, we talk about not being a victim. We talk about would you want that word to be on your t-shirt for all to see? Would you want the word victim written right across the front of that and the majority generally uh, is a big heartfelt strong loud no 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 <clears throat> we don't want to be a victim 
So how do we avoid being victim? What do I mean by that? Um, well, you can see them in life. You can hear them. You can hear them talking. Um, how? Well, you can hear their language. The, the, the language of a victim is blame. They blame others. <clears throat> they look outside of themselves for everything that goes wrong. It's always somebody else's fault. Um, so the sorts of things you'll hear are classically, it's not my fault. Um, and, and, and that is not uncommon in teenagers anyway. And the part of growing up is learning to take responsibility <clears throat> and become independent. Um, but it, it, you hear adults say this, you hear adults say this all the time and they are in victim mentality. And would we want that? Would you want that? Mm, I definitely wouldn't. So uh, life's so unfair. You hear that? That, that? So they're blaming on life. You know, everything that happens is life so unfair. I'm never lucky. Um, it's my, it was the parents' fault. My parents did this or the, it was the teacher's fault. I had a rubbish geography teacher. I failed geography. Uh, my son um, <clears throat> did this in one of his exams. Oh, it was, I think I've forgotten what exam it was actually. Um, uh, the teacher was rubbish. He was shocking. And that, so when I questioned him further, you know, did everybody fail then? Well, no, not everybody. Well, how, how did they pass? <laughs> But he was adamant, it was adamant that it was the teacher's fault. <clears throat> but it's often not that person. You hear people blame their friends, society, the government, the school. It's a rubbish school. It's the government's fault. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Anyone and everyone, in fact, but themselves for where they are in life or how they're feeling or what's happened, etc. Um, <clears throat> so... People say they can't change, can't change what's happening, can't change what's sort, I can't sort this out, it's not my fault. Um, they, they feel or they say or, or they believe <clears throat> they can't really change anything or they can't influence their situation. I definitely would question that as a coach. I have to believe in that. I do genuinely believe there's always something we can do. No matter what the situation, there's always something we can do. Um, I'm not capable I don't know how, I'm not good enough, I'm not confident enough, I'm not clever enough, it's all right for them, they've got education, it's all right for them, they've been bought with a silver spoon in their mouth, <clears throat> spoon in their mouth, etc, um, etc. Et so often you hear victim mentality, you, you hear and see them compare themselves to others. <clears throat> oh, money goes to money, uh, it's, it's the rich, those sorts of things, it's always... Uh, comparing, there's a lot of comparison goes on, it's a lot of victim mentality, it's a lot of other people's faults um, outside of themselves, they're looking externally, the focus is very, very much outside of themselves, why me, you hear that a lot, why me, um, <clears throat> I, I just have a thing about that phrase, why me, why not me, I mean, I have worked with so many people um, coping with real serious health issues, um, working in a medical spa, proper medical spa, where people are going to uh, get over, they go there to get over cancer treatment or health treatment or diabetes, those sorts of things, heart attacks. I've worked a lot with HIV sufferers um, in HIV charities. <clears throat> I've suffered from my own health. My family suffered from their own health issues. My grandmother 
very sadly died uh, of motor neurone disease in a, and had an awful last few months, just hideous last few months. Um, and I am so proud of the fact that she never, ever, ever used the words, why me, ever. She was an absolute inspiration, um, but she never said those words. My mum died of a horrible, um, after a horrible fight against myeloma, um, a terminal cancer that she had. I've had my own health issues and my son's had his own health issues. D just don't feel that the, the phrase, why me? What does that do? That doesn't do anything to help at all because it makes you angry, hurt, resentful, stuck. Uh, it does nothing for you. It doesn't help you cope it or anything because what, why not you? Why not me? Why not anybody? Why, why somebody else? If not you, who? Um, that, that, that statement just doesn't move anybody on. It doesn't move them on to coping, um, coming to terms with anything, all of those sorts of things. Because really, why anybody? And the, and the point is, it's random anyway. Uh, life is random. You, you see and hear such tragic situations happen out of the blue, thankfully, most of the time, without warning to the nicest people, the worst situations. Why? There is no why. Life is random. Um, things do happen to anybody and everybody. Um, so that, that it the question why me is why not you why not me why anybody um, it doesn't it doesn't help that question so we need to get away from the culture of blame and we need to get away from uh, victim mentality because it really really isn't helping you it really doesn't serve victim mentality do, do we to, to blame somebody else do we want to stay in victim mentality do you want to be a victim in life I don't I certainly don't what does it do for anybody? So just imagine that if you did have your feelings uh, splashed right across your T-shirt, would you want it to say victim? And when I'm running these workshops with teenagers, um, I, I put that question to them and they don't want that. They really, really don't want that. So we look at, well, what would you want instead? What would you want your T-shirt to say? And in fact, actually, I give them all plain white t-shirts and lots of fabric pens and we get them to decorate their t-shirt in any way they would feel better for the world to see of them in any way that it represents who they believe they are or would like to be because we can aspire to change we can work towards who we want to be and sometimes <laughs> you hear this phrase I need to find myself I need to work out who I am and, and yes, that's fair comment, but I often say to people, what, what about using that energy and that effort into deciding who you want to be instead? Future focus, um, design yourself, you know, who do you want to be? What do you want that t-shirt to say? Instead of sort of looking for yourself, create yourself, move yourself forward, think about the future um, and work towards, who, you know, make yourself be what you want to be make yourself be who you want to be so what word would you want across that t-shirt and if you want to then splash it across the t-shirt but metaphorically and symbolically this is what i'm thinking obviously for most of us we can just decide what we want the world to see of us because who do we want to be um <clears throat> so why do people 
adopt this mentality? What, what is it all about? Why, why is it quite common? And what's it doing for them? Um, well, for some people, they feel uh, that they have no other choice. They just kind of take the fatalistic approach. That's just the way it is. There's nothing I can do. It's fate. It's out of my control. Again, it's out of their control. Again, it's, it's external. Not the case at all. So for some, it's just that they've got such low self-esteem, poor self-image. Um, they don't believe that they can take control. They can take the ball by the horns. They can find solutions. They can pull themselves out of the mud um, because of this low self-image that they've got. Um, so again, they're almost resigned to it. This is just who I am, I guess. For others, it's become a habit. Some people have been putting on the T-shirt so regularly that they now wear it without even being conscious of the fact. Uh, it's a blind spot for them. And my job as a coach is to flag that up, is to say after a session or two of hearing repeat victim language, I listen, I, clients that I work with soon um, suss out how I work. I listen to their every phrase because it shows me what sorts of thoughts they're running through their head, what sorts of patterns and beliefs they're running through their heads. And when I hear repeat, repeat, repeat a victim mentality, blaming others, an external looking outward, uh, resigned to it, uh, it's just the way I'm, etc., I'll challenge them. Um, and sometimes they don't even know they've done it they do not know it's a blind spot and unless someone tells you about your blind spots that's where they remain in your blind spot um once clients are aware gosh i, I didn't realize i did that then as i've said so many times before awareness is half the battle then they can decide to change it shake it off change it change their views change their thoughts change what they say um, and learn a different way so it's never too late um some people actually, however, enjoy wearing the victim t-shirt. Now that sounds bizarre. It sounds bizarre to me, but it is not bizarre. They enjoy being the victim. They get negative reinforcement for it. They will get sympathy perhaps from their friends or family. Oh, poor you, it's happened. Oh, you do have some bad luck, don't you? Et cetera, et cetera. And that's extreme. But um, they play that role in the family, the hard, not hard to get that completely different the um, the victim role in the family the one that everybody has to rescue the the one that people rally around um they get attention for it or it might be one of the mums in the playground yeah you know, oh, how's it going they get attention for it or get sympathy for it or whatever um so it for some it serves a purpose so um you know, it's they enjoy wearing it. Uh, they like the pity and the attention. They like the pity party. Um, it can be a good excuse for not achieving things. Well, it, it, you know, they don't have to push themselves. They don't have to get out of their comfort zones. They don't have to achieve much, challenge themselves, stretch themselves, scare themselves, anything like that. Um, but for others, and the most common reason is simply that blaming others frees them from the responsibility of taking charge of their own life. So it's easier, sometimes it's easier just to blame the government, the school, the teachers, the, your parents, your friends, um, your colleagues, your boss, whoever. Sometimes it's just easier to look outside and point four fingers at others. It's their fault, it's them. I hate my boss, it's his fault, he's rubbish. The, the one before was better. This one doesn't know what he's doing. Etc. 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 
Um, so those are the possible reasons why someone might be doing it. Um, so there are actually lots of reasons why. Um, but removing that t-shirt, actually shedding it, getting rid of it, saying no more, I'm not going to do this, moving onwards and upwards from it, changing it for yourself, that requires courage. And I love people with, uh, who are courageous. I love that. So why not? You're alive. You're moving forward. You're growing. You're evolving. You're developing. Um, so I would highly, highly recommend that you do. Um, of course, there are no innocent victims in life. Um, uh, sorry, there are innocent victims in life, of course, um, particularly where I worked um, in the school that I'm talking about. It um, had a lot of children there that were there because they'd lost a parent or two parents. Um, so it was funded by a charity, a foundation that would actually help and almost give them uh, some security and uh, lots of pastoral care, etc. So for some, some of those um, youngsters I was working with, you know, they, they genuinely have been um, the victim of terrible tragedy at a young age. And that's not to say that that doesn't happen in adults as well. We do have tragic illnesses or tragic accidents or huge losses. That's not to say that we don't genuinely have real issues in life. It's not demeaning them at all or putting them down. Um, but actually, um, even though they could justifiably wear that huge print across their T-shirt, um, some genuine victims, some of those, choose not to. They genuinely don't want to be defined by that, by that tragedy or that huge loss or that massive sadness that they've encountered in their life. They, they, they want more from life and, you know, they, it actually makes them stronger. It makes them um, more determined um, and it, you know, it can have a real, real impact on their life. I'm not saying it's a positive impact, but can, it can, they can turn it round so that um, they are not a victim. They don't blame everybody and everything else for where they find themselves in life. They very much decide they're going to have live life to the full, push themselves, challenge themselves, evolve, grow, get something out of life and not stay stuck in that anger and bitterness or resentment. So many times if you read autobiographies of people who have achieved great things, whether it's, I don't know, rock climbers, mountaineers, entrepreneurs, leaders, um, actors, actresses, authors, um, artists, whatever it is. So, so many times they have struggled through real adversity and decided, and in, in some ways, perhaps that terrible adversity has made them where they are, put, got them where they are. Um, so they decide not to allow the events or circumstances to define their identity um, by instead actually they believe people who take responsibility will say I'm not always responsible for what happens to me if there's something really terrible tragic sad they're not responsible for what what happened to them but they are responsible and they recognize this they are responsible for how they choose to respond to it um, so I believe I've said this before, the word response, they take responsibility. And I've said this previously, the word responsibility, if you break it down, it's the ability to respond. 
So they, they have the ability to respond in a positive way, that they can do something about it, that they can still move forward, they can still live life to the full, they don't stay stuck. So they've got, they take responsibility, they have the ability re to respond in a certain way, a proactive way, um, rather than stay blaming. Um, because what is that going to do for anybody? What does that do for any one of us? So I guess that's what I'm saying on today's podcast. Don't blame, avoid blaming culture, um, whether it's at work, whether it's in your family, whether it's just in life generally, your health, whatever it is. Try and avoid that, that blame culture if you have found yourself doing it. It's not the event itself as we've talked about in the past, that determines your outcome. It's not just the event by itself. It is the event plus our uh, reaction or our response to it. If you combine those two, um, you can then determine the outcome. I think, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I've, my brain is going off down a tangent now. But I do remember a few years back, maybe 10, 20 years ago, there was a, a, a few books out. There was one called, I think it was called The Boy Called It. Um, there were a few that came out all at about the same time about um, people who had coped with exactly this, real adversity. And I remember The Boy Called It, I believe, was um, the author was, he was now a grown adult and he, um, but he talked about his childhood he'd, he'd had a terrible upbringing by a very very abusive cruel cruel mother who had treated him and his brother shockingly I think he, uh, he was in the states she had um, confined him to the basement uh, he lived on a put-up camp bed I, I think she fed him occasionally um, not often but when she did it was often dog food I think she I might be mixing up a few of the stories, but um, I seem to recall she used to put cigarettes out on his skin, his cigarette butts out on his skin. I think she stabbed him once. It wasn't horrendous. I mean, he survived. Um, and I don't think she took him to hospital, but I think she stabbed him with one of the knives in the kitchen. Um, very, just horrendous cruelty, a horrible, horrible childhood that he had. And his brother. Um, now he grew up, rightly or wrongly, uh, he grew up he, and he, he didn't blame, he didn't stay stuck, he wasn't bitter, he wasn't resentful, he, he was writing this book, but um, the reader found out that he was now married, he did have children, he had survived, um, he had pulled himself out of that horrible, horrible um, quagmire of just awfulness and was now married and a fa father himself and he said a very hands-on loving father who wanted to put right the wrongs that he'd had he didn't ever want his children to suffer in that way and was an extremely loving father very involved good husband and so on and so on and yet his brother um, wasn't wasn't married wasn't his brother um, I think was homeless, a drug taker, etc. Now there isn't a right or wrong way to to cope with these things, but as a listener or reader of that book, you do think by him accepting coming to terms with and moving on from it and finding a, um, a healthy uh, future for himself and 
deciding that and consciously driving it himself, he is much, much happier, healthier, more loving, more loved, uh, and a fulfilled, a fulfilled life, I guess, than his brother. They were both subjected to the same situation. They both reacted differently, very differently, to the same events, i.e. their childhoods by that mother, um, and therefore very, very different outcomes. And I'm not judging whether there's a right outcome or a, a wrong outcome, but one's much ha happier and healthier than the other, but responded very differently. So um, I hadn't planned to say that. That just came to me. So even if we are a genuine victim in, in life, you know, if genuinely something awful does happen, um, ultimately we need to learn to be a survivor rather than blame and stay stuck. Why, why do we need to become a survivor? Well, for ourselves, for our own happiness, our own mental health, our own health, our own relationships, our career, everything, everything. If we decide that it's not going to define us and we're not going to stay stuck blaming and bitter and resentful, then and we become a survivor, we will get much, much better outcomes in the end for ourselves. So it's for you, for yourself to benefit. Um, so you free and empower yourself by taking personal responsibility. It frees you from the trap of blaming, complaining and resenting. And who wants to stay in there? It's not a nice place to be anyway. It's also very empowering and it allows you to be in control of your life. And who, who doesn't want to be in control of their own life? Who wants to just drift and let life do to you rather than you grab life? Um, so be the driver, not the passenger. It allows you to... Um, well, you allow um, yourself to take control and therefore you refuse to allow circumstances and other people to determine your di uh, direction. You basically determine your own direction with this mentality. Um, you are in the driving seat, as I've said so many times, but I do firmly, firmly, I don't apologise for repeating it um, because I do genuinely believe that's the case and that's what we need to do. So, do you want to change your t-shirt if this is a little bit of you? Now, it may be that this is a bit of you at times. It's not ultimately the big, the big part of you, but at times, perhaps each and every one of us fall into this little trap at times. But now that we've covered this, you can avoid it. You're aware of it, you can avoid it. So, do you want to change it? Um, do you want to refuse to let victim be across your shirt? If so... What do you want to change it to? Um, do you want to remove blaming thoughts? Do you want to remove blaming um, language in your conversation, um, in your debates, you know, into, in your interactions, in your meetings at work or your interactions in the family? Do you want to stop that? Um, because con uh, being mindful and aware of it is half the battle. Now that you know, now you can choose. So... Stop the blaming language. This is victim language, such as life's not fair. It's not, this is just the way I am. No, 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 it's not, because we can change at any point. Uh, there's nothing I can do. Yes, there is. There's always something we can do, even if it's changing our mindset about it. It's impossible. Who's to blame? I'm a victim. What's the point? It's not my fault. It's them. 
um, etc. That's blaming language, uh, victim language. So if you hear that in yourself or a close one, you know that that's, that's the camp that they're in at the moment. Survivor language, on the other hand, are things like, um, I'm unhappy about this, but what can I do about it? So you go into solution mode. Um, how can I improve this? There's always something I can do. I just need to find a way. That's survivor language. Okay, how can we move forward? That's survivor language. And actually saying in your head, we've talked about the parrot or the jailer, it's actually saying, I'm a survivor. It's using that mindset. It's that, that affirmation almost. I'm a survivor. I'm strong. I'm a survivor. I can bounce back. What can I do about this? I'm going to bounce back. Um, I'm not going to let this drag me down. You know, that sort of survivor mentality. What, what else? There's loads of other phrases. They're just a couple of examples that I've heard or that I say, etc. What, what could you say instead? I'm coming through this. I'm getting over this. I'm coping with this. I'm a survivor. Um, it's a great little phrase to have. It actually feels empowering just saying it, just standing here and saying it now. Feels good. I'm a victim. Feels awful, awful, horrible. So give that some thought. You know, what... What do you want to say in your head? What could your affirmation be at times of difficulty? How can you turn it around? Um, so the benefits of you changing your T-shirt then, why? What, what does it bring? Well, it means you accept responsibility. Uh, responsibility. I love that word, the ability to respond. Um, for how you choose to respond to an event. You don't blame yourself for what's happened. No, we don't need to do that either. Um, but you do expect responsibility for how to move forward. And you also, of course, don't blame others and stay stuck. So it's much, much healthier. It doesn't mean you have to stop feeling hurt or angry or sad, you know, because these big things that you do feel sad. If you've just had a massive loss, of course, you're going to feel sad. And you may feel angry about that loss that somebody has been taken from you or, um, you may feel scared of a diagnosis or health issue. You're allowed those emotions without doubt. Um, but the key is to remain help, uh, is, is not to remain helpless. Uh, the key is not to stay stuck in that mud. Like, a, you know, we often need to wallow in the mud a little bit and feel sorry for ourselves a little bit and lick our wounds a little bit. But it's a question of how long for. Um, it's a question of not remaining there, not remaining helpless, not remaining the victim. It's, yes, grieve um, or come to terms with it or feel sad for a while and then take that responsibility and realise that you can start to do things to help yourselves and make yourself feel better. Um, so you may have been a victim but you must see yourself as a survivor ultimately and pull yourself out of that mud um, and start to see ways of coming through, start to see ways of feeling better, start to see ways of taking some control of coming out the other side. Um, so really what we're saying is stop wishing your life would get better, stop hoping when's it going to get better, I wish it wasn't like this, etc, etc. And instead it's making it so uh, by choosing a different reaction, choosing maybe forgiveness, 
for example. Um, many, many people who have been through terrible things, victims of crime, for example, some people actually choose to forgive. Um, now, I'm not, I'm not telling you that that has to be the way, but I do wonder whether that is quite freeing for them. Um, also, of course, it's the BMW. We've talked about the BMW, um, the bitching, the moaning and the whinging. It's deciding not to do that too because that negativity is very infectious and very toxic. It kind of seeps into your whole fibre when you, you bitch, moan and whinge um, about people, about things. So it's almost stopping yourself from doing that. It's stopping yourself from becoming the BMW of your friendship groups, your home your department, your class, whatever it is, it's, it's not entering that, it's not allowing that to keep happening. Um, you know, instead it's try talking through issues and then adopt a solution focus. Um, <clears throat> my manager used to say, don't bring me problems, bring me the solution. And so he wasn't saying, don't come in and talk to me. I could go in and say, you know, there's a problem with X, Y, and Z. And then I would need to, he'd very much taught us as a group to then say, okay, but what I think might help is this, this, and this, or what I might try is that, that, and that, what do you think? Um, or I've looked at it this way, am I looking at it the right way? Is there another solution, for example? So very much instead of going there and moan and moan and moan and giving the problems and expect him to help, <clears throat> he encouraged us to take the ball by the horns and drive the solution ourselves, which was great, great management style and great learning for me, actually. It's still to this day. Um, and I, I think it helps as a parent as well to get the children to think about what can they do about this then when they come home with a problem from school, what can you do about it? In instantly go into how can you solve that instead of the, just staying stuck in the moaning and the whining and I hate my teacher or whatever or I hate this homework, I can't do this or they haven't even told us what to do, how can you find out? So, of course, another way around it as well is not only look for the solutions, um, taking responsibility, trying to move forward. But again, as we've said previously, it's also focusing on what's in your control, what's in your circle of influence, rather than the big picture and the big negative picture of the overall thing that's going on. It's focusing on the subparts that are in your control of that situation, the little bits, because the more we focus on what's in our control, our circle of influence, the better we feel. Us humans need to feel in control, especially if we're trying not to be a victim. <laughs> Uh, control is the big thing there um, and influence um, and taking the responsibility. So focus on what, what you can do, focus on uh, the solutions you can bring in or the adjustments you can make um, and that makes you feel more empowered. It gives you back a sense of control, a sense of influence, involvement, um, makes you feel a lot better and by doing that, focusing on that small little circle in the middle of the big picture, then that circle gets bigger and bigger and therefore the big issue gets smaller and smaller. So that's another way. On top of that, and I don't think we've talked much about this in previous episodes, but laughter helps as well. It definitely, definitely helps because it, you release your own endorphins with laughter and your endorphins are those chemicals, those feel-good chemicals. Um, so also, oh yes, we have talked about it actually because I've said you've got to consciously seek out some fun. 
So when things are difficult, instead of the energy and the time and the mindset um, and the effort that it takes to blame others, spend that effort, redirect that effort and that energy. Um, so stop the, the complaining, the moaning, the whinging, etc. And spend that effort on laughter, either being funny as yourself, you know, making the odd jokes, seeing the funny side of things, uh, or going to uh, visit those friends that always make you laugh, surrounding yourself by happier, instead of the BMWs in life, surrounding yourself by those upbeat friends of yours that maybe you'd been avoiding for a while because you're low. Go and see them, go and be with them, seek out comedy, watch comedy on TV, watch comedy in the cinema, go and uh, see some comedy, um, the Dave channel, all of those things, listen to it on the radio, whatever you have to do, but bring some laughter into your life. Um, and, and just generally laugh about things more, just almost lighten up in a sense. You never want to be told to lighten up. That's, it's a bit like one of those where you're sat just daydreaming and a stranger walks past and says, smile, might never happen. It's just when someone tells you to smile, it feels awful, infuriating actually. But in, in between you and me, I can say that maybe just seek out the funny side, maybe just lighten a little um, and turn things around and, and not see the serious side of everything. Um, just try and find some light in all of it. Um, some laughter in all of it. Okay, so what will your t-shirt say now? Be mindful of that. The key takeaway from today, therefore, is what's your language or, and those uh, uh, around you? What are you saying? Are you blaming the world, the school, your boss, the company, the CEO, whoever it is? For everything, are you blaming the school because of your children's situation and so on and so forth? Um, and if so, what can you do instead of the blaming? What can you do about it? What actions can you take? Uh, put a stop to the BMWing in your life. There isn't such a word, but I've just made that up. Uh, don't be a BMW. Uh, don't fall into that trap. Don't stay in the mud and blame and blame and blame. It won't move you forward. Um, instead, focus on what you can do, focus on taking responsibility, the positive language. I don't mean Pollyanna positive, I mean solution mentality um, and freeing yourself, looking for laughter, lightening up a little bit and basically feeling a lot better. All of this, if you put all of this into a big cake mixture, mix it all up, it will definitely, definitely feel better for you. If you have, if I'm talking to, I never know who I'm talking to on this, of course, um, but I hope if it is hitting a nerve, if it is hitting a chord with you, I hope that this is the turning point. I hope awareness, it's no longer a blind spot. The awareness is half the battle then now your decision to do something about it to stop it and if you have to then get yourself a, a cheapy t-shirt and decorate it or be aware of it through your language even if it's just symbolically um of course there's always the option of having one-to-one -one coaching um with me or anybody really um or go and talk to a counselor whoever or a mentor at work but do do something about it don't do more of the same because if we do more of the same we're just going to get the same outcomes um, i'm dead excited for you i really really help 
hope this has helped um, and been worthwhile and that you're going to go out there um, and shake it up and change what the world sees on your, your shirt and enjoy it. Enjoy it because it will help you. It will feel so much better. If you do want uh, to talk to me or contact me uh, in terms of coaching and things like that, don't forget I'm on dawn at milestone-coaching.co.uk. Uh, drop me an email or visit the website www.milestone-coaching.co.uk. Um, if not, I wish you all all the best, a great week, a strong week, a uh, action-taking week. Um, and a week where there's some change, I hope, in both your mentality and your language and your thoughts, and therefore the results that you get. Good luck. Drop me a line with your successes. Drop me a line if there's any subject you would like me to cover. And if not, I will see you on the net next podcast. Um, if you've enjoyed this and you found it helpful, please let your friends know and share it on your social media um, because they may well benefit. If you've been thinking all the way through this, oh, this is so-and-so, a friend of mine, uh, she, he is a victim, oh, this is, this is for them, then let them know um, <laughs> indirectly. <laughs> they could listen to a few of them and then accidentally find this one and it could be the turning point. Anyway, all the very best. Speak soon.